Hey everyone, welcome into the NKY Bracketology Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, um, coming in with just another episode here to wrap up the weekend. Um, this will be the last time you'll hear just exclusively from me on this. Um, I'll be joined by either Zach or Mike after this. Um, but we'll just hop right into it. It was a great weekend. Um, as usual, lots of chaos, lots of movement along the bracketology lines. So really fun weekend overall. Um, <clears throat> Friday, we started with a three-game slate. But if we have to have just three games, these were the games to have. Um, VCU upset Dayton. Huge result for Dayton. Um, VCU is absolutely rolling right now. I'm really impressed with the turnaround they've had towards the end of the year. Um, Dayton moves down towards a five seed. Nevada upset San Diego State. Um, Nevada has had just a crazy week. This is what they needed. They're now in the tournament. I don't know exactly where yet, but look for them to make an appearance. Um, San Diego State's fine. They're a five seed, more than likely. Um, Colorado State absolutely obliterated San Jose State. Um, nothing else really to say there. CSU just kind of looks to be treading water, staying on that six line. Next, we'll move into Saturday. Um, I didn't get to watch as much basketball as normal this week, so I'm actually reading through. This isn't the first time, but I'm reading through the results as I do this. There may be results that I haven't seen yet or that I overlook. Um, <clears throat> so first, um, just kind of going in order here. Um, the first one on my ESPN page, Creighton beat Xavier, um, ended up winning 78 to 71. This was a game of runs. Um, Xavier started out hot, was up by 10 early, and then Creighton just kind of dominated the rest of the way through. And then the last like six minutes were pretty close. Um, Xavier made it look a little bit closer than it actually was. Um, Creighton kind of solidifying on that four line right now. Um, Xavier is next four out slash under consideration. They might be eighth or ninth out. Um, UConn just absolutely beat up Georgetown. Nothing really more to say about that. Um, Purdue beat Indiana by 20. Um, again, Edie just, he hit a three. Um, I mean, if he could be a serviceable, I'm not saying anything regular, but if he could hit a three every now and again, that could just wildly make this offense better. So that's really something to watch out for. Um, <clears throat> UNC beat Miami, um, 75-72. It's a close game. Miami needed it to really get back into consideration. Um, they're trending out still. Um, UNC's on that two line. Um, what was billed as the game of the day, um, Kansas and Baylor lived up to the hype. Um, Baylor had two amazing looks from three to tie the game. Ended up losing by three. Kansas takes it. Yet another one in um, Allen Fieldhouse. Um, Kansas is trending towards the one line. The only issue that I have with them right now, they haven't won really away from home. Um, I know that a lot of teams haven't done that, but Kansas has been kind of really trending on that line. Um, Houston beat Cincinnati down at fifth third arena. Um, Houston just, they found a way to win. It wasn't pretty, but it was a win. Um, Texas tech found a pretty way to win, beat Tennessee by, uh, total of 85 to 69, jumping Tech all the way up from the bottom of the 10 line to my 8 line. So a good movement there. Um, Tennessee, I think Tennessee's going to stay on the 2 line, but I'm not completely sure yet. Um, but good win for them. Um, Marquette took care of St. John's. St. John's came out hot to start the game. Um, really was looking to make it interesting, but Marquette just ended up beating them. Uh, just too much for him. Um, Arizona beat Colorado by 20. Um, Colorado will stay out of the field. Arizona will stay on that uh, two at one. I think they're going to end up as a one. They're right there on that one-two border. Duke beat Boston College. Duke has sneaked, 
like snuck up to three seed, um, just kind of quietly going about their business. Nine and three in the ACC, eighteen and five overall. Uh, Michigan State finally gets a marquee win. This was huge. Um, I genuinely I can't understate or overstate how big of a win this was for them. Um, Spartans are looking to be a nine seed more than likely come tomorrow morning. Um, Rutgers. Rutgers beat Wisconsin. Sorry, that was one that I knew they won, but I'm looking at the score for the first time. And Wisconsin, how do you lose by 22? I mean, I, I'm i kind of speechless right now. I don't I don't know. Um, as I scrub tonight, I guess I'll be dropping Wisconsin even further down. So that's good to know. Um, Florida beat Auburn. I knew this was one of the big games that Florida fans were really excited about. They took care of business. They've moved up to an eight line. Meanwhile, Auburn... Auburn's dropping a full like seed line plus a little bit for this uh, result. Iowa State and Hilton continues to just be a wagon. Um, they beat TCU by 12, um, just continues to roll. Iowa State is going to get a look for a two seed. Um, I don't like it, but that's where we're at right now. Um, South Carolina moving up as well. They're up to a four seed by virtue of other teams losing around them. Um, they beat Vandy by 15 at home. Um, Alabama dropped 109 on LSU. Just wow. Um, I like to see what Alabama's doing. I like that they're rolling right now. Um, they've been I've been higher on them than others, so I'm glad that they're finally kind of showing up a little bit. Um, Alabama is sitting on my three line. Um, Gonzaga finally gets a quad one win. I mean, what more can you ask for if you're a Gonzaga fan? You come into Rupp and you beat Kentucky. This is the first time in history that Kentucky has lost three home games. I I think we just need to let that sit in for a minute. I have Kentucky as a seventh seed now. Um, Gonzaga is in my first four out. They're going to be right on that cut line of if they get in or they don't get in. But what a just what a way. They went in there and they just beat Kentucky. I mean, impressed. Um, BYU beat Kansas State. Um, this was a good win in Provo. Um, I had actually turned it off and went to bed, but I know Kansas State kind of closed the gap in the second half and made it kind of close. Um, but BYU gets a solid win. Kansas State stays in that first four out, second four out kind of category. Um, BYU, we're looking probably about a four seed right now. Um, Utah State beats up on Boise, beats them by 19. Um, Boise's really kind of sliding. They need to turn it around. I knew this was going to be a tough stretch. But they need to find a win or two here. Um, Utah State just continues to roll. They're up on the sixth line right now, looking good. Um, Texas Tech took care of UCF. It wasn't pretty, but it was done. Um, Tech just continues to kind of hang out on that six slash seven line. Um, UNLV upset New Mexico. So we are officially concerned about New Mexico. They are going to drop all the way to the 11 line. Um, two weeks ago, it was Boise State. Like, it's been – all these Mountain West teams are just kind of circling around each other um, for who's going to be the one that does it. Um, New Mexico looks like that candidate right now to drop out of the field. Isn't this a habit, too, of Patino's teams? Like, that's – I'm kind of concerned about New Mexico at this point. Clemson. Um, so, Clemson finally got back on the winning track, um, went up into Syracuse and beat them. This was a good good win for Clemson. Doesn't really move the needle a ton, but kind of gets them back on some solid footing. They're still in that 5-6 category. Um, my game of the day. So I was going to put this at the beginning when Michael and Zach were going to record with me, but I just decided to work it in. My game of the day, like of the weekend, was Appalachian State and Toledo. Um, I caught 
the last couple minutes and then both overtimes. Um, what the Mac and Sunbelt did is amazing. I really want to point that out. Like they did this challenge, they did it home and away and you played like they matched you up based off of how you were in the standings. Um, well done. Great job getting games in February. Unfortunately, it's not going to matter for at large purposes just because of kind of how the seasons worked out for those teams, but great system. Please keep it up. Green Bay continues their hot start um, beating Youngstown State at Youngstown State. Um, just continues to look like they're going to get that AQ for now from the Horizon League. Um, Indiana State avoided disaster, um, held on against Missouri State, 73-71. to That'll keep them in the field. Um, next, we're going to go to Indianapolis and talk about Providence and Butler. 75-72, to Butler ended up winning. Providence was up like seven with three minutes left. Yes, there was a controversial foul call. Yes, I understand that. No, it doesn't mean you lost the game because of the refs. Don't give up a seven-point lead with three minutes left. Be strong enough, be good enough to not do that. That being said, what Kim English has done with this Providence team cannot be understated. It just such an incredible job this year from him. Um, Butler, um, again, another great coaching job. Dad Mata is just, he's got him rolling. Um, very, very impressed this year. They're up on my nine line. So they are really overachieving, not overachieving, but like exceeding expectations. Um, battle for the AQ in the Ivy League was this weekend. Um, Yale and Cornell, um, it was at Yale. Um, Yale ended up winning by two. So a great game. Yale's now 7-0. They get, there'll be a new AQ come Monday morning. Texas. Um, next game we're going to talk about is Texas, West Virginia. Texas just absolutely blew the doors off of WVU. Um, that's how you go out and you improve your metrics and you just really convince people you're here and you're not going anywhere. Texas is on my seven line. Um, South Florida. Um, the job that the coach has done this year with that South Florida team came over from Kennesaw State. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try to do that. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I was impressed with him at Kennesaw State last year, watched several of his games. He's carried that to South Florida. I'm really impressed. Um, they won 69 to 65. They continue to lead the American this year. Um, Maryland and Ohio State played a great game. Um, doesn't really count for much because neither one's going to get an at-large, but it was a double overtime game in Columbus. Just well done for both of them. Um, was a really fun one to watch. Might be one of the few sickos that actually watched that game, though. Um, Washington State went into Oregon and beat the Ducks. This is an absolutely huge result for both teams. Washington State's hovering on my 9, 10, 11-ish line there in the bubble. Um, Oregon State is down in the next four out. Um, at least that's how they were this weekend. Um, Washington State will probably stay right on that 9, 10 line, but Oregon uh, will probably drop just a little bit. This was one the Ducks needed. Um, so props to Wazoo. I hope they get into the tournament this year. I really like watching them. Um, Virginia Tech probably just had their bubble popped by Notre Dame. Lost uh, 74 to 66. Not a ton more to say there. Um, Drake beat Bradley to keep their hopes alive. Arkansas beat Georgia. Georgia's going to have a hard time getting in now. Um, Nebraska took care of Michigan. We were a lot of the Nebraska fans that I interact with were really worried about this game. That is that's how you do it. You go out there and you win by twenty. So well done. Um, you all are. Not going to fall. I know I've had a couple 
three or four different Nebraska fans ask, just because you're on a bye week does not mean you're going to fall. You won't fall. You might get jumped, but you're not going to fall. And you're definitely not going to fall the 10, 12 spots it takes to get out of the bracket. So you all will still be in the bracket after your bye week. Just go win games when you get back. Um, Oklahoma avoided pandemonium in Bedlam. Um, the 10 and 14 Oklahoma State Cowboys just about went in there and upset uh, Oklahoma. But they didn't. Um, ended up winning 66-62. to 62. So the Sooners moved up on the sixth line. They stayed at the sixth line, but they moved up to the number one six seed for me. Um, Utah. It's time to start a conversation about Utah. Arizona State has now beaten them twice. They are 6-7 and seven in the Pac-12, and this is not a good Pac-12. I have dropped Utah all the way down to my 11 line. Just absolutely awful rest of the year that they've had so far. They're going to have to figure it out quick, or they're going to drop out. Um, there are a lot of good bubble teams, too, this year. It's not like we're talking a bunch of crappy teams. There are some good teams on the bubble and we're probably going to leave some good resumes out come Selection Sunday. Um, Virginia took care of Florida State, another bubble-ish team. Um, Virginia's up on the nine line. Um, FAU's not even under consideration at this point, but Virginia managed to not take a bad bubble loss. Um, Shout-out to the UC Riverside team. They went and beat UC Irvine at home, 88-78. Um, to 78. Um, Just a solid upset. UC Irvine will stay, I believe, the AQ, but... Really good result for the UC Riverside there. Um, Mississippi State finally gets a road win. They beat Missouri by 24. What a collapse from Dennis Gate and Co. this year. They are 0-11 in the SEC. Just absolutely abysmal. Um, Mississippi State uh, jumps up. They're on my 10 line now. They were on my 11. So good solid win to kind of get them some stable footing in the SEC and overall in the tournament. Um, St. Mary's handled Portland pretty easily so they'll stay they're actually up on my seven line st mary's moving quick san francisco keeps their slim at large hopes alive by beating santa clara 71 to 70 that wraps up saturday so um one thing i want to mention is i said the bubble was really strong there is a strong contingent of bubble teams at this point so we're going to be leaving out some teams with solid wins. Like right now, Villanova, while they're 13 and 11, they've got a good win over North Carolina. Like it's not like we're throwing these crappy teams into the bracket like we have to do sometimes. So that's really important to watch out for. Um, FAU um, went to overtime yet again against an inferior opponent. Yeah, they won by 13, but you better look at the stat line and look at what actually happened. FAU tried to give that game to Wichita. Um, who is not good this year. They are 10-14 and 14 and 2-9 and nine in the American. They are not a good team. Um, FAU, I don't, I don't know what to do with FAU. I have them on the 7 line right now, but I kind of want to drop them a little bit further. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. Villanova gets a huge win by both the point differential and just to get them some stable footing. Um, they beat Seton Hall. They beat them by 26 just absolutely great job. Way to bounce back from the debacle that was the Xavier game the other night. Um, Villanova is still on the outside looking in, but they're getting closer. Um, Seton Hall is still on the outside looking in as well. Um, Seton Hall and Xavier play on Wednesday. I'll get to that in a minute, but there's going to be some big games this week for bubble teams. Um, Northwestern beat Penn State. Um, this was a good just avoid the bad loss situation. Um, Penn State actually really gave them some trouble, so it was a pretty competitive game. Um, Northwestern just kind of continues to tread water on the 8-9 seed line. Um, 
Memphis, their slim bubble hopes are still alive. Um, they beat Tulane by 12 today at home. Uh, and then that'll be the last of the bubble games. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, so of course everything cut off pretty early, so I'm recording this at 6 p.m. Um, I'm going to go down and watch the Super Bowl and scrub the rest of my bracket. But before I do that, I do want to go over some, just highlight some of the big games that are going to matter for the bracket um, from the next couple days. So I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'll be back on Friday with the rest of the weekend. Um, so Monday night, we start with Wake Forest and Duke. Um, there's a bunch of SWAC games, it looks like. And then we have West Virginia and TCU. Um, that's a home game for TCU. They need to find a way to win that one. I uh, don't want to drop that one in Fort Worth. Um, and then Kansas and Texas Tech. That is going to be a huge game in Lubbock. Kansas, like I said a minute ago, needs to find a road win. This is an opportunity for a road win against a team that's kind of struggling a little bit. Um, the Red Raiders have lost several in a row before they beat UCF this weekend, and they didn't beat UCF super convincingly. So I'd like to see both of those teams come out and play well because they both need this game. Um, not going to give a ton of how the bracket could shake out with these teams um, other than I'll just mention if they're on the bubble or kind of <clears throat> whatever like that. Just I don't have my full seed list set into place for Monday yet, and I don't want to misspeak and have a team lower than they should be. At this point, it's going to be hard to move more than four or five spots on the seed list. So refer to my seed list if you're listening to this after Monday morning um, because I'll have it posted about 6 a.m. Eastern time on Monday. Um, so Tuesday, we have Marquette and Butler getting things started in Indianapolis. Um, big game for Butler. They've already beat Marquette once. Neither team would fall out or anything, but um, Butler could jump up into that like 7-8 range if they win this one. And Marquette and their outside shot of the one seed, got to have it. North Carolina-Syracuse, um, this might be the last shot that Syracuse really has to get back in the bubble conversation. To say it's a big game would be kind of understating it. Um, Michigan and Illinois play at 7 p.m. as well. Um, Illinois, this would be a bad loss. It's in Champaign. Um, Illinois handled them in Ann Arbor. I was there for that one. This is one that they need to go get. So I will be really intrigued to see how that one goes. Michigan has a chance to play spoiler down the stretch. Um, Iowa State and Cincinnati. This one's at Fifth Third Arena here in Cincinnati. Um, huge result. I'm tinkering with the idea of getting tickets and going over to it. So we'll see if I make an appearance or not. But huge game. Cincinnati has lost so many close games versus good teams at home. And yeah, they're competitive. And yeah, they're ahead of schedule. But they're not getting evaluated on, oh, they've had a good season. They're getting evaluated on making the tournament. It's put up or shut up time. Start winning some games. So look for them to come out ready and hungry on Tuesday. Um, Duquesne and Dayton play. Dayton does not want to go on a losing streak. This is a home game. Dayton needs to get this one handled. Um, Pittsburgh and Virginia play. Pitt hasn't, they would have to win out basically to get into the tournament. Um, so this was, would be a good starting point. Virginia, they've kind of solidified themselves a little bit, as I said, so, but they could use another win here against Pitt. Um, Indiana State and Illinois State play. Big game in Terre Haute. Um, Illinois State could play spoiler yet again. Um, Indiana State's an eight seed-ish for me, but they could really fall quick with a loss here. So our next bubble battle is St. John's and Providence. This is the definition of a bubble battle. Um, both teams need it. It's at the amp. Look for Providence and their fans to just be amped up and ready to go, but don't underestimate what Patino can do. Um, 
it is very likely that one of these teams will both of these teams will likely be out Monday morning. One of these teams could jump in with a win here. Um, Texas A&M and Vanderbilt play in Nashville. Um, A&M needs to ride that momentum from beating Tennessee and go get this handled. Um, so that's a huge. That was all 7 p.m., 6:30 and 7 p.m. tip-offs. Huge slate, lots of great games going on. Um, we have Drake and Evansville um, at 8 p.m. and then we have LSU and Florida at 8 p.m. as well. Um, both of those, like Drake, if they want any chance, they basically have to win out. So they need to win this one. Um, Florida does not want to drop one to a bad LSU team, especially at home. So look for Florida to come out and not be like not play a letdown game. Um, Creighton gets Georgetown um, in Omaha at 8.30. Um, big game for the Blue Jays. They finally rebounded and got their win. They're back on the right track. They looked good um, on Saturday. So look for them to come back and just beat down on Georgetown. Um, moving into the 9 o'clock window, Ohio State travels to Madison to play Wisconsin. Oklahoma plays Baylor. Um, Oklahoma and Wisconsin could really use both of those. Um, Baylor's on pretty good footing. Ohio State's all the way out of it. Um, Wisconsin has kind of free-fallen. Um, they need to find a way to win this one. Um, Oklahoma, like I said, they're a six seed. They, they could use a big win here. Um, but playing at Foster Pavilion's not going to be easy. Look for Baylor to come out hungry as well. Um, so all the angry UK fans are going to come out in force on Tuesday night, I'm sure. They play in Lexington. They play Ole Miss. This is a game that Kentucky needs to go win. Like I said, they've never lost three in a row, so they definitely have never lost four in a row. This isn't the first time, and this is not when they want to start doing that. Um, but Ole Miss could really use this win. Nine o'clock as well as UCF and BYU. Um, BYU is pretty solidly in. UCF is all the way out. Um, could be a good opportunity just to kind of get right game for BYU and just kind of go out and blow the doors off of UCF. Um, nine o'clock, we have Colorado State, San Diego State. Big game for both. Um, should be a really entertaining one. Just tune into the Mountain West. That one will be on CBS Sports. 11 p.m., we have New Mexico and Nevada. That is going to be an epic game. That is in Reno. I'm going to say Nevada probably pulls it out. Um, Nevada may be ranked come Monday, too. So look for Nevada to do that. New Mexico would probably fall out of the tournament if they lose that one. Moving to Wednesday. These Tuesday-Wednesday games, man, there's a lot of good games this week. Um, that 7 o'clock window on Tuesday is going to be elite. Um, 6.30 tip-off on Wednesday. We have Michigan State playing at Penn State. Penn State is not a pushover, and they can get hot from three. Look for Michigan State to come out and just kind of put their foots on their throat and run through them, though. Uh, Michigan State's coming off that huge win over Illinois. Um, 7 o'clock, we have Xavier and Seton Hall. That is the definition of a must-win game for both of those programs. Um, Seton Hall probably has a little bit more wiggle room than Xavier does, but Xavier is going to be very desperate for that one. Um, 7 o'clock as well, we have Miami and Clemson. Um, I'm pretty out on Miami at this point, but Clemson is hovering like right there in that 5-6 seed range. Um, Clemson doesn't want to lose this one and fall any further. There's a bunch of 7 p.m. mid-major games. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of those just because I'm trying to keep this bracketology focused, but if you're not watching mid-major basketball, you're missing out on a lot of great games. Um, 8.30, we have South Carolina and Auburn. That's, that's going to be huge. Both those teams are going to be ranked. 
that'll be a great game, a great environment in the jungle. Tune into that one. Um, 9 p.m., UConn gets DePaul. I am honestly scared for DePaul here. It might be a 40-point game. What UConn did to Xavier, um, they beat him by like 30. They could have beat him by more. Look for UConn to just absolutely blow the doors off of DePaul. Uh, 9 p.m., we have Tennessee-Arkansas. Um, big game, big get-right game for Tennessee. It's in Fayetteville. It's not an easy place to play. Bud Walton will likely be popping. Um, but look for Tennessee to go in there and kind of get right. Um, 10 p.m., we have Utah State-Wyoming. Huge game. Look for Utah State to avoid a big letdown. Laramie is not an easy place to play, and this is a game that they could go in there and lose if they're not ready to play. All right, so we're going to move to Thursday now. Um, thanks for listening into this. If you don't like it or if there's something we can do better, please let me know. Um, this is the second segment of this, so it's very new. We can do whatever we need to do to make sure this is as good as you all want it to be. So please, comments are open. Hit me with whatever you got. Um, 6.30 on Thursday, we have Northwestern and Rutgers. Um, huge game for Northwestern. Huge, like, trap game. Northwestern doesn't want to lose this and have to struggle and put them back on the bubble. Rutgers did just beat Wisconsin by 22. So look for Northwestern to struggle here some. 7 p.m. Temple and Florida Atlantic play. Um, FAU needs to just go out and beat up on Temple. They're, they're terrible. Um, another night with a lot of low... These are lower majors, but there's a lot of nights with really, really good games here as well. So make sure you're tuning in for those. Uh, 8 p.m. Memphis is in North Texas. This is a big game for Memphis. If they don't get it, they're going to really struggle to make a comeback towards the bubble. And North Texas is very stingy on defense, so that won't be an easy game at all. Um, Purdue hosts Minnesota at 8.30. Um, Purdue and ED shouldn't struggle at all with that one. But shout out to what Ben Johnson has done at Minnesota this year. Um, that team's really gotten turned around, and they're not just a pushover. They're 6-6 six and six in the Big Ten now. Um, well done this year. Um, finishing off the night, we've got some solid uh, Pac-12 matchups. Um, highlight is Colorado-UCLA. Look for Colorado to go out here and just really beat up on UCLA. It's in Pelley Pavilion. Yes, UCLA's playing better. Colorado's got to be desperate. If not, they're not going to make the tournament. Um, Washington State at Cal. Um, Washington State can't lose this one. Cal's that kind of team that you just can't lose to. Um, Gonzaga hosts LMU, or Gonzaga travels to LMU this week as well. Um, 9 p.m. on Thursday. I forgot to mention that is when I went on. And then 11 p.m. we've got Utah and USC. Um, Utah, like I've said a couple times, this is they're struggling. This isn't going to be easy, but USC's bad. They better go win. And finally, Pepperdine hosts or travels to St. Mary's. St. Mary's needs this um, out in Moraga, so look for them to just come out and beat up on Pepperdine. Um, so with that, I'll kind of wrap up. Trying to keep these to 30 minutes. There's a lot of games to go through, so I think I'm right at 30 right now. Um, the Friday night slate will be included with my weekend preview, but there are some really good games on Friday that we'll get into. Um, as always, let me know if you have any questions. Make sure you like and subscribe so this will just get populated right up into your um, feed. And then we will have an episode out Monday night, Tuesday morning for our top 25s. And then we're going to have another bracketologist who's starting up a podcast named Made for March. He'll be on our podcast um, starting on Saturday morning. 
Um, we're going to do an episode with him. And then after that, I think we're going to hold off on guests for a while. Just kind of go back and let Zach, Mike, and I just kind of do some talking and get out to you all. So please let us know what you want to see and if there's anything else we can do to improve this for you guys. Thank you.